Welcome back to the Brookfield Group Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Laudenslager. And on this episode, I sit down with Brenda Kenyon, our Director of Data Technology. We chat about the importance of a help desk, your workflow, and setting the proper expectations. To find out more information, head over to thebrookfieldgroup.com. Brenda. How are you? Hey, Chris. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. So let's start out with your role. What's your technical position is? My title, I guess. Director (laughs) of data technology. Uh, My technical position, I was an engineer. So then I moved into the help desk mom kind of role. And now I get to see the overall directing of our data team, our data support team, which is pretty cool. So data support, help desk, interchangeable terms or? Yes, definitely the same thing. Just help desk is just um, probably what more people on the outside see as them. But to me, they're just the data support. Like for me, the whole team is one and not a help desk. I don't know. Yeah. Explain help desk to a person who has no idea what it is. They hear the term and they go, I don't know, what what does that mean? (laughs) I would say just a team of different individuals with unique backgrounds and expertises that are able to help you in technology, within the technology needs that you may have, requests for every piece of technology that you may have from your phone to your laptop to a desktop to monitors, headsets, phones, not just cell phones, but VOIP desk phones that people use in their office. And there's such a wide variety of pieces of technology that the help desk has to interact with Yes, from a day-to-day basis. Like they have to be masters of almost everything, it feels, because every company is a little bit different and they have a little bit different technology. I'm always blown away by their knowledge of just being able to, they see a problem and they go, oh, yep, that's XYZ software or, oh, it needs a hardware replacement or leveraging other members of the team. So help desk, general technical support, data tech, or, uh, data support. You guys use a ticketing system like most support teams. Yes, we do. I have always wondered why there's different priority levels of tickets and what people should know or how people should prioritize their tickets when they put it in or they're on the phone and I've got a ticket and it's Blank priority. Kind of walk me through some of that. I think majority of people, depending on how it's impacting how they're working, if if their computer's completely down, obviously it's critical for them because they need to do their job. We take things like that a little bit as a standard priority. So we want to move quickly on it. If there's like a workaround, though, it gets moved to a lower priority. So if we can set you up with a backup computer and get you up and running, then it's a lower priority If it's something that doesn't need to be done immediately, but maybe by the end of the week or early next week or something that's just a a small issue that isn't really impacting your workflow, then it's definitely a lower priority. And then critical issues are like when servers go down, hardware fails, internet goes down and is completely impacting the entire company and their productivity and is preventing them from doing their jobs completely. So... 
that would be a more of a critical issue. So sometimes it's differentiating. Is it critical to the entire company? Is it critical to the person? Is there a workaround? And just deciding the impact to the company and the workflow, whether it's going to be a low standard or a critical ticket. There's almost a huge element of customer support um, and customer service that is around the help desk that people don't realize actually happen because a lot of their job is to, I don't want to say reason with the customer, but help the customer understand the levels of importance and giving them that bigger picture. Cause I'm sure that you get people who call in and are like, my iPhone doesn't send email and it's a critical ticket. And when you help them zoom out and look at the bigger picture and we totally understand that's a, an issue that you're having, but you're one person in the company and there's 150 other people who aren't having that issue right now. Or there's maybe there is 50 people within that company having a different issue, which makes it more of a priority and explaining those two groups of people, especially now with everybody being remote and isolated more. You definitely see that being more of a customer freak out. I could say. Is that kind of a term that you... I don't know about freak out, but (laughs) customer service definitely does come into play. And it's really about establishing the relationship with our our customers, our clients, the people that are calling in with us for support, because we really do take the time to get to know how their companies work and like what software they use, what applications they use, whether or not they're working remotely, if if it's an ongoing issue within the company, how we can oversee a long-term solution for to better put to implement to help their productivity if it's something that's impacting the whole company but basically just developing the relationship with a client so if they call in sometimes you get used to talking to the same technician and then you really develop a strong relationship with that technician so then you're always like oh I just want to talk to that one person all the time because they always solve my problems when in fact we have an entire team of support people that can definitely help you. And we want to try to build a relationship with everybody so that we can help you understand, which we're the technology experts. So sometimes depending on what field they're working in, they might not know why their computer's acting up or whatever, even if it could be something that they could have caused that they don't understand. So clicking on a bad link or something like that, then they don't understand, but that's our responsibility to step in, help them understand and let them know that we're here literally to support them. And then if we have time on a phone call, try to get to know them and understand what they're doing and maybe even use it as an opportunity to teach them, even though we're still here, but to teach them what it is that they're doing and whether it can be a positive or negative impact to the performance of their computers. Yeah, I think the teaching part is super important. It's not like you're cannibalizing the need for a support system or a help desk system when you're teaching the customer and informing them to empower them almost. Yeah. And I also think it helps them better describe the problem that they're having to us, which if they can understand what they're describing to us, then we can help them with a better solution a lot quicker sometimes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So supporting a lot of, we we talked about supporting a lot of companies who are work from home. So we use a lot of tools to, to help the team, <laughs> yeah, to, to uh, help uh, our team and to support our customers. What are some of those tools? Run down, like high-level overview of some of them. For us, we have a specific tool that's a remote monitoring agent, and it's 
checks in online and monitors resources on the computer, CPU, memory, Windows patching updates, and it gives us the ability to remote into a computer if they need us to provide service while they're remote. We do get alerts, like if their antivirus agent isn't checking in, isn't Windows isn't patching correctly, if they're missing a big patch, we do get a, we do a lot of monitoring alerts in the background. And then the software can also detect and we can get in there and, and fix the problem without ever even, the end user would never even know that it was happening, to be honest. So it just all happens it, with the services in the background. I find that always really amazing. <laughs> uh, you can just, oh yeah, I'll just run that command. And, every, and the, the end user is like, oh, I didn't know that was fixed or I didn't know that was even broken. Yeah. And it's just like magic. <laughs> it is. Almost. Cool. There's so much that you guys do. It's just like a magic trick. Yeah. And it feels like it's, and one um, quote that I saw the other day about customer support and service is that it's all—it's not always our fault, but it is our problem to fix. So trying to find the faults before it becomes a bigger problem, I don't know, important, I think. So a lot of the monitoring will go into place, which especially if it's memory or the computer, the C drives filling up or something like that, then that's something we can monitor and we can figure out. Is it the way that the customer's working? Do they need a computer with a bigger hard drive? Do they need more memory? Are they overutilizing their resources? Or is it bad memory? Is it a bad hard drive? Which is all pretty neat, too. And it's really catching those issues before there's a complete hardware failure. Yes. Because especially right now, it's still hard to get new inventory in. And that process can still take a little while to you know buy a new laptop or get somebody a new replacement. And if we can see, oh, these 10 computers, they're going to be end of life in three months, you can, you know, we can start that process with that customer of explaining to them what's going on, giving them the stats, giving them the raw numbers, which you guys provide, and then moving that over to the sales team to help facilitate that new, the new upgrades. And it does monitor end of warranty status as well. So we can definitely tell when a computer's going to be within three months of an end of warranty. And, and that's definitely discussion that we would talk with the client success manager about. So with a lot of people working from home, our team obviously like working really remote. How has your team dynamic changed with the combination of people working down at our data center, people working completely remote, people working on site at customers, that kind of thing? So we really tried to not go on site a lot for the majority of the time. However, now we're just following the guidelines. Mm-hmm. And when we first all went remote, we were used to it. We've, we've all worked remote at some point, but not like every day. So it was weird. We definitely have a couple people that were like, I'm just going to always go into the office because they know that it's not like they can't be. What's the word I'm thinking of? Productive. Productive. There you go. I don't know why I couldn't think of it when they're at home. So people that get distracted, they just work better in the office. But we definitely used our resources and we had meetings every day. So we were still seeing each other with video messaging, which was really nice. But because of the way we track everything with our ticketing system and our timesheets and everything like that, there really wasn't any holdup at all. And because we were already ready with 
laptops and mobilized and all of our solutions are in the cloud, we were already fully prepared, which was really nice. So even like our phone systems were all cloud-based as well. We could still answer phone calls for our support team anywhere that we were, which was really nice. And there's a on-call member normally Sunday through Sunday in the mm-hmm. evenings and weekends. So mm-hmm. there's, and you rotate that position around to different people. So yep. a lot of people have already had that, like you said, already re- working remote and that experience of not at the office, but still being available for, for right. information. Well, Brenda, thanks so much for spending a little bit of time and explaining the help desk and hope that that explains to you listening at home, how important a help desk and support system is with like IT and your company and your relationship. Brenda, thanks so much. Thank you, Chris.